G'day everyone, it's Dave, and this episode is brought to you by Intuit QuickBooks Online. Paul, what do you think of when I say Intuit QuickBooks Online? David, Intuit, a massive global player in accounting. This not this isn't this isn't desktop QuickBooks files, David. This isn't. No. This is QuickBooks Online is a very serious player that often people. Uh, they really do forget, and it is certainly worth a look at. A global giant, Paul. They've got so much money. They've started their own bank lending to small business over in America. They're trying to make a mark for themselves over here in Australia. There's lots of reasons to consider Intuit QuickBooks Online. I think we're going to cover off some of them later in the show, Paul. We certainly are. But while uh, before we do that, let's crack on with the show. Here you go. That was better. From the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer. I'm the CEO of Change GPS, and I am with you today with my good mate, Paul Meisner. Hello, Paul. David, hello, listeners. Hello, all. Uh, good to be back, mate. Good to be back. Different cities, different. Uh, it is nice to be. Uh, it is nice to be out, though. I have ventured into the city on my new overly high-powered electronic electric scooter with my motorcycle helmet. So they uh, say. Oh, my goodness, that is – you look like Batman in that helmet. Oh, hang on, this is a podcast. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I know, about. it doesn't work. It looks like that's Batman. Right. That's, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Uh, no, mate, very well. Good to be out again. You, oh, you know what they say about what happens when you see a grown man on a motorised scooter? This isn't a Vespa. I need to be sh- I need to be sure. This isn't a Vespa. It's probably worse. But anyway, let's not, let's say- not focus on that. They say once you've seen a grown man on a motorised scooter, you can't unsee it. Mate, 60K an hour, 64K an hour I got to this morning, mate. You wow. can see what you want. The only you thing you can see is my seeking adrenaline badass accountant. So far ahead, mate, so far ahead. Anyway, And you don't have to wear Lycra, lucky for everyone. Anyway, not a motorcycle podcast. What's uh, what's going on in your world, mate? You're, uh, I, I went to the pub the other day. I went out. I've actually been to a restaurant. How good. Didn't know myself. Didn't How know myself. Good. Did you realise? Kids are, kids are back at school, golf's open, happy days. I'm sure it's thrilling, but did you get to the restaurant and you're a bit, was, was a little bit of you like, ugh, other people, just deliver it to my doorstep? No, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a people watcher from way back, mate. I've, I've missed it. I'm, I've missed it. I just sit in the corner and uh, I, I did I did stand at the bar and someone, two people were kind of like, oh, can I help you? And I'm like, just give me a sec. Just give me a sec to appreciate that I'm back. That I'm back. Anyway, went to my favourite uh, favourite Greek restaurant. Shout out to Agapi in uh, Swan Street, Richmond, down in Melbourne uh, for a boys' dinner. Spent six hours at the t- at the table. Very very fun night. Fantastic. So get down to Agapi if you. Uh, no money was changed hands, unlike other people in the accounting industry. Uh, hey, Paul, you're wearing hey, your what what. You're wearing your True Blue Zero T-shirt. Now, you came up with the True Blue name, or Zero's idea, for firms that were 100% zero. And I want to tell everybody why you're wearing it. Paul texted me last night, Dave, 
Dave, I got, I'm having breakfast with Joseph Lyons, the new head of Zero. I'm having breakfast with Joseph and Asia. Australia and Asia. A little bit of a fanboy moment, and the little fanboy wore his little fanboy t shirt to meet the big bad executive from Zero. I just thought I'd, you know, I just thought I'd, I'd make him comfortable. Uh, a very, uh, it was a very good, uh, lovely breakfast. We had a robust conversation on where zero started, is, could be. Um, was very impressed. Yeah, was very impressed. We had a, we had a great conversation, and yeah, I think it. Look, it. Zero's faced some real challenges. I mean, like in any in any um, software company, when you grow that much, you've got a the underlying code base kind of at, at three thousand orgs is different to three plus million orgs or whatever they are now. So uh, no, it was wonderful, uh, a, a very good uh, a very good chat. Ah, so we'll have a best on ground, a worst on ground, and a some challenges on ground. So things that aren't great, but it's not quite worst. We kind of you understand why. Oh, I'm out, of, I'm out of practice. No, let's just do worst. Let's just do a whole show of worst. I'm joking. I'd love to, but I don't think insurance is a few concerns. <laughs> I can't Fair tell. Enough, Dave. Part of the reason we change the shows, I can't say all the stuff that I wanted to. I used to be able to say because now I'm part of the the solution or in your view the problem it does depend on on which side of the coin you look uh, you sit as to what you see anyway i will go first david uh as best. your customary mate will so go I'm best on ground right well done uh change gps zero practice app of the year uh congratulations sir thanks mate it uh it actually means a lot. You know, I know that some people win awards and there's a lot of humble bragging that goes on. And, you know, that's a bit of the fear of the tall poppy syndrome Australia has, which I think is a big, a big problem in our country. But, but it means a lot to us to win, it, to win it. It's an award that, you know, I think when it's issued by Zero, which is a company that is actually pretty well respected, they are very fair judges. Their opinion does matter. Um, we won the award because of the, the contributions we made during COVID through our JobKeeper systems, and I think everybody sort of recognised why we won it. And we didn't have the challenges that accountants had over the last two years, but we definitely felt like we were at the coalface alongside you or, or running supplies to you. And um, it's just fantastic recognition. And it's uh, those who are avid listeners of the show will know that I'm not very good at winning accounting awards. I'm usually the sole publicly sore loser. Um, so when we celebrated this one, <laughs> and privately, ladies and gentlemen, and privately, he talks privately <laughs> and publicly. Yes, a few. Unlike Scott Morrison, I won't leak the text messages. <laughs> the, Political so, bang. Very bang. well done, Paul. The uh, so it does mean a lot to us. It's exciting for us. The trophy looks fantastic, and. Um, there's a gif. It, it, I'll put it up on LinkedIn. It, it was the moment we all, our team got together to watch the announcement live and we filmed it. We didn't know if we were going to win. Actually, can I tell you the inside story? Sure. Nobody Quick, knew. Because we were only on the item one. Ah, we didn't, know, we didn't on. know if it won. We didn't know if it won. And we didn't want to, and it was coming out at 11 o'clock, whatever. And so we get the whole team into the office. We're in Queensland. We, we can do this sort of stuff. We get everyone in the office and we, where everyone's around and we're sort of, you know, chatting around, hope we win, do you think we'll win? I reckon we'll win. We're not going to win. The usual bit of nerves creeping in. 
And before we refresh the page, I get a text message from Ethan Cooney at Practice Ignition, who are one of the other uh, deserving finalists. Congratulations on the win, mate. Oh. So updated the page a bit earlier than what they said they would. My mates at PI worked it out and started issuing us congratulations. Very sportsmanlike, I must say. More gracious losers than I've been in my past endeavours. And, uh, and and ruin the party for me. But I have to shut up and not tell the rest of my team. Jump on my link. We'll put a link in the show notes. There's a there's our our first reaction when we found out and my, my poor four-year-old daughter who was sitting on uh, Lexi's lap. Lexi's our marketing manager at Change GPS. Just the shock to the system for her. You can see her <laughs> completely shudder in fear. That's Classic. the inside running, Classic. mate. Oh, well, very, very good. Very good. What do you got, mate, best on ground? Uh, best on ground for me, a lot of M&A, a lot of acquisitions happening in the account tech space at the moment. Intuit buying Data Deer. Data Deer, you know, pretty small little outfit. Mm. Automates data flowing from accounting systems into Excel. Uh, Sage buys Go Proposal over in the UK. That's an interesting one because Sage sort of seen as the the more the, the incumbent, the dinosaur of the UK accounting space, getting this cool little swanky, techie, startup-y, James Ashford strong presentation skillsy business. And the big one, like the really big one, was Hub24, which is a wealth management platform buying class at 58% above its publicly traded price earnings ratio. Class now trades at about 103 times PE. And and these are just massive, massive deals. And the economists keep telling us there's all this cash flying around the system, investors are chasing bigger returns. There is just a lot of activity out there, Paul. And putting my tech hat on. Sorry. Yeah, go. My tech hat is this is exciting because it takes a lot of risk to start up this stuff. When you make it, if you've done a good job, that whoever your customers are end up benefiting from it. And, you know, it's a little bit aspirational. It's a, for the thousand-odd uh, apps in the Zero ecosystem, You'd be looking at these transactions and thinking, oh, that's going to be me one day. This is, listeners will know I rarely read a lot of the, our pre-information. Uh, so, so I'm like, I'm literally just reading this, this Fin Review article as David speaks. Common, common for me. ASIC listed class limited got bought. That's the one that bought now Infinity. Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. That got past, that got past me. Um, I, I would be really interested, given the Now Infinity acquisition was not that long ago. What it, what was? I wonder what the price, what the value ratio was, pre and post. I wonder whether the whether Last, we're seeing that no, class was, got fat before they got sold. No, it was a fifty eight percent premium. So class was at about sixty times PE before. And now trading at 101, 102. What was it? What was I wonder what share class's share price before the now um, in I wonder whether that was whether we're seeing a little bit of the strategic bolt on sell strategy. Interesting. Hundred oh, well the Hub twenty four CEO came out and said we're not expecting any integration, we're not expecting any efficiencies. This is all about bumping up our earnings. It's just an extra bit of profit for the Hub24 shareholders. Do you reckon class have worked out that now Infinity just gave all their subs away, though? 
jerking the drinking the like sound out that Am I allowed to comment? I'm not going to comment on that. This is the new trenches. Every now and again, Dave's going to bite his I tongue. Wonder whether, I wonder whether they, well, yes, whether they've well, understood a full, and, I, and I, I'm not speaking out of school, being. Well, no, because class sent out an email, just, it was an email. Hey, now Infinity customers, your price is changing tomorrow, I think. I think they gave him like 12 hours notice. Hasn't changed for some customers. Oh, the poor misers of the world who haven't paid for software in 15 years because he's Paul Meisner. Well, let's let's just say that it might have been a percentage increase uh, and so a percentage increase on top of naught is naught. If if anyone knows any one of the head honcho execs no, about no. class R24, Paul at Paul.Meisner on Twitter. Shush. Send him an invoice. No, I, nah, as soon as they charge me, I'm going to BGL, so it doesn't matter, but I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> and ride it out while I go. Uh, On the innovations for me, David, is really interesting because (laughs) I I have not... I just missed it. I have not seen one acquisition, and that's a dangerous statement, but I haven't seen one that's really been acquired and and improved. (laughs) Um, It's probably hard to say. Uh, But you look at, I mean, Zero Practice Manager... Um, was, of course, Workflow Max. Workflow Max still exists outside. Basically, since acquisition, got no love and is large, largely the same product that it was acquired. Uh, they bolted on very successfully zero tax inside Workflow Max. So uh, I suppose that goes on. I kind of count that as a separate build, uh, but the actual core uh, Workflow Max product's about the same. Now, Infinity into class, same thing, I think, as a, you know, nothing really improved. Admittedly, it was nice that nothing broke. Um, as well. Um, Hubdoc hasn't, for me, done much, David, um, apart from find a whole new uh, set of users, but um, but really the product hasn't moved. So I kind of haven't seen the acquisition do much more than, than I've, fatten up. I've got the headline for you. Man who uses no tech, unimpressed by low changes in tech. Mate, I've said I've said there's no been no innovation for five plus years. No innovation. Uh, uh, anyway, for another show. Do we have any more bests? I've got a you got a best. You got a great best. I do, I do. I got a best. Uh, the uh, zero people, uh, zero followers uh, uh, on Twitter will know Orange Girl NZ is of course Catherine Walker, the first head of marketing. The um, it wrote the first Zero Help book uh, and still controls the Twitter feed. Uh, there was a wonderful uh, Twitter stream that where a Twitter user called Michael said, Zero, fix your SH1T, to which uh, Orange Girl, Catherine, replied, our SHIT fixing team is on this with urgency. Thanks for your patience. Um, one of my, I, 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 Catherine and I go way back, but I, I really do. She undervalues herself so, so much. But there was one thing that she said to me which resonated. That I, I lose track of which of the ten. Um, and she's a very humble person, so she would hate. She hated the attention on social platforms, and and, and if she uh, ever hears this, she won't like it either. But she once told me that the 
she's the thing in zero that has changed the least and i mean that in a in a very good way is that i believe and I, and i don't know whether this has changed but she told me at one stage that one thing would never change was a, a tweet being loaded up you know every tweet social media was such an intimate connection with its customers that the risk of having an automated tweet and something changing um was just too uh, too much of a concern to lose that audience to lose the the integrity with the audience and i always thought that was uh, an amazing thing from a marketing manager who in most you know most sort of experiences i've seen would automate things a year out and then wonder why when the global economics change that your tweet looks silly my uh, my head of growth is putting me under pressure because I won't give him a marketing plan more than three weeks out in terms of the content we want to do. And he's like, well, I need more than that. I said, well, the world changes, mate. If I give you more than that, it's not going to be relevant. I'll tell you um, something, Paul, it's the other side of that tweet. Well handled, Orange Girl, our SH1T fixing team's on it. The way uh, angry Zero customers talk to Zero. I'd be surprised if some of you wanted your kids to actually see the way you're talking to that company. It is flat out rude. Mm. Good yep. combo, Paul. So, the, so I say things, you say things back, we record it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I moved on. I'm looking at the next point. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Next. I, I've done my uh, – no, you, no, you've got another best. Come on. Huge, on, huge news. Elon Musk is an accountant. He's not a rocket ship maker. He's not a car maker. He's not a battery maker. He's not a. I think, I think you need to explain. Maker. You need to explain why, because he's not actually an accountant. But explain well, why. <laughs> Elon Musk, a headline on Business Insider. Check all the links in the show notes. Um, this I tried Elon Musk's productivity hack of breaking my day into five minute increments. I found I got a lot of stuff done, but it was tiring. Well, you know what? We've been doing that for thirty years. And for the last 20 or well, more, we've been doing that for about 80 years. And for the last 20 years, we've been trying to undo that line of thinking because it's actually really stupid and doesn't make any sense. So, I, but but because Elon Musk said it, all of a sudden it's cool. You know, if John Calthorpe of Calthorpe, Calthorpe and Co. Accountants in Sydney said it, he'd be torn apart limb from limb for this old school. It's a bit thing. harsh on John. It's a bit harsh on John. Well, he's a fictitious character, John Calthorpe. I'm going to turn him into old. But any, any, I'm going to reference anything old. School I'd laugh if he wasn't. If John anyone Calthorpe. out there knows a John Calthorpe, just let us know. From Calthorpe's Calthorpe's and Calthorpe's accountants in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. But because it's this cool Elon Musk. Oh, I can manipulate the Bitcoin price. Everyone thinks it's this great story. All of a sudden, well, accounts have been lawyers doing it forever. Very true. Very true. I think it. Uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, what else you got? We've been, Best on ground. We've been reporting our time. We haven't been. Uh, Best on ground. No, that was it because I've, you know, the show notes move, ladies and gentlemen, and yeah, I did rearrange. That, that big data set. That no. We well done. Thank you very much, sir. There you go. I'm, I'm totally out of order. Uh, practice Protect, uh, good friends at Practice Protect. Oh, I, I didn't put uh, your efforts on the summit too, buddy, as a uh, as a best on ground. You did exceptionally well. I just turned up uh, and delivered, which is about all I'm good for. Uh, Actually, you know what? There was one issue enough. with the whole summit. Oh, you. I cut you, you off. Oh, mate. You something the bed. <laughs>
Mate, my keynote. It was it was my 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 big presentation, ladies and gentlemen. I I I, I couldn't find someone to run it and help me in the chat box. David offered. He was he was very good. He he chimed in at good moments, and then he said, "Look, I'm just going to duck off. I've got to duck off a little bit early. You can wrap it up." And of course, being the host, when he went, everyone got kicked out. Oh, if I can't be at the party, no one can, Paul. That's that's uh, worse than ground. Anyway, very quickly. Oh, no, I've got some exciting news about Trenches Summit. Um, the numbers are in. We Trenches Summit was free if you chose to buy the recordings for twenty nine dollars. Fifty percent went to Beyond Blue. I uh, jumped onto NetBank two days ago, punched in Beyond Blue's bank account details, and I sent them $6,500 on behalf of the wow. From the Trenches community. We all raised $6,500 for Beyond Blue. So congratulations, everyone. That is an outstanding very, effort. Very I love doing things. Very good. And, and look, a uh, very good uh for those who didn't uh, have the summit, I, I think we should. I think you you really found a great niche there. Uh, it was, and I'm you know I, I'm a very hard taskmaster on these things, but the content that was there to sell was clearly labelled, uh, which is fine, which is I've always sort of been fine with. Um, but there was uh, other content for other people, which was nice, uh, and it wasn't dressed up as people who have never done our job. Anyway, last best on ground, David, uh, Practice Protect put out a cloud app. And the reason I say it was we had the uh, the final, we won't call it the dinner, the drink session uh, at of Practice Protect was their accounting firm's report. David, you and I love a report. Often we find, though, that they are quite opinion-based, not fact-based. Uh, this was the, uh, what do you call it, anonymized D whatever advised, uh, login data from their clients. So uh, we went through it. There were some award winners. James GPS won, you know, won the whatever it was, practice app, was the most connected. The, the thing for me, Dave, one of the things that I found was there was a particularly low, and I'll have to check, I think it was, uh, I don't know, it was like less than 25% take up in reporting apps. Now I don't know about most of the listeners, but if you if you were to pick one sector of the add-on community that was particularly loud at lecturing accountants about how bad we were, I mean, interestingly, you got Practice Protect, whose client list are arguably ahead in the cloud journey, given their whole cloud ecosystem is on the cloud being Practice Protect. Um, for for that cohort to not to not have many. Uh, of their orgs plugged in to reporting apps tells me perhaps the issue is not on the accountant side of the fence, David. Yeah, yeah. the flip side of that, which is really interesting, is I always said you don't need them because I, I wouldn't use them. I thought Spotlight I liked, but I wouldn't use them because I'd use Excel for everything. And then of all the big M&A acquisitions, the only one relating to reporting apps was DataDeer, which is Excel. It's going to conquer all, mate. I think it will conquer all Microsoft 365 was, and Excel. I was trying to find that app and I couldn't find it. Uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. I couldn't find the percentage. It was particularly low. 25%. Was it? Yeah, uh, it seemed. You know going to be Which I think gave them, yeah. Go. Biggest mover on this, electronic signatures, flat-out commodity pricing on electronic signatures now. If you're with Adobe or DocuSign, have a look at your bill and go to the market. 
Some of them are doing really smart integrations with tools you're already using. Fuson, I reckon, leading the way on that one. Uh, do not accept the pricing you are getting. Shop around, everyone, because I reckon at the moment it's got Adobe. It's got 56.5%. DocuSign, 31.8%. I reckon you'll see a 15 to 20% shift from those guys down to HelloSign, Fuson, and Anetra over the next 12 months. Uh, the interesting thing for me in the microspace, Dave, with that is uh, eSign being in the systems you use, being in Zero Tax or uh, inside now Infinity, inside BGL. We sort of said on the night, though, that those reports probably undersell the amount of people who use eSign uh, simply by the fact that it didn't capture logins of eSign through yeah, a platform yeah. like BGL. Um uh, I think the, the, the benefit clearly is eSign in a system that you use. The, the problem that, as we have experienced uh, recently with Zero, is that they can change the price on you. And once you're in there, you're in there. Um, can't shop around if it's connected into another piece of software. But anyway, David, we're just going to take a quick break to talk about Intuit Online. What we're going to do is we're going to look at three reasons why you should consider or give Intuit a go. What do we got, David? What are our three reasons? Well, the first one for me is one I've been on for years, Paul. Go back through many episodes, and I've never been a fan of being vendor, what's the word, one vendor for everything, because I think that you're making decisions that don't always put your customers first or your clients first. Some clients need a entry-level product. Sometimes they need a cheaper product, but I think you'd have a go at me if I called Intuit QuickBooks Online entry level these days, maybe six, seven years ago, maybe not so much anymore. And across the board, single software accounting firms, they're actually still pretty niche. We can hang out at events and we can hang out with like-minded people and think they're in the majority. But I can see it over at Change GPS, we've got 500 firms. I'm not sure how many of them only let their clients use one general ledger. Look, absolutely, David. I mean, I think it... If I started my firm again in the current market or if I was growing, um, then certainly, like un unless you're not growing uh, and have a long history with one vendor, now you can't. You can't be single vendor anymore. Um, I think also if you, if you have a client, the client has to dictate it, David. I mean, I've always been a strong advocate of the accountant gets to choose the client. You don't have to take on anyone. You don't have to... Um, accept anyone, but my my biggest thing about wanting to accept one software or not one software is what if there's a good client? You know, what if your firm or your business can have a great relationship with a great client? And the only st sticking point is software. I don't think, as an accountant, you can you can make that decision for them, nor should you. Um, so, many established firms with really high net profit margins. That's net profit margins offer multiple software solutions for their clients. Absolutely. And I think, look, and, and coming on to our second point, I think back in the day, certainly when I started my firm 12 years ago, you know, there wasn't any option <laughs> really. But let's talk about the product. I mean, our second reason really to give Intuit a go is you've got to have a look at the product. I mean, now and also, um, you know, it has been for a while. It is on par there's things that are behind there's things that are certainly ahead of competitors um this product is an absolute uh is an absolute player yeah there might be there might be annual annual accounts missing the bank rec takes a different stream 
but you look at you look at the uh, the association with key pay payroll, uh, and you do look at a bit more around the navigation screens and, and getting around the software. Then Intuit uh, has always impressed me as a as a uh, as a product when I've had a chance to look at it. There's a strong argument that's been made for years that because there is a little bit more automation that's happening, that we've lost the art of what that grunt work accounting understanding is. We've lost the T-Ledger art. Honestly, if, if you can't work out how to get a bank rec done with some minimal training using other software, like we all had to do back in the day, then I don't really know if you actually understand how balance sheets put together. I've always said David accountants can get uh, financial information out of a stone. Uh, it is not necessarily <laughs> the, the, the software should not affect your ability to uh, to do to do your job. You'll be able to you'll be able to get it. Um, and that look that brings us well into our third our third reason price. Uh, they certainly into it has competed hard hard. Hard. I I don't think I've seen as sharp a pencil uh, in the old sales vernacular as the price point of the uh, Intuit files. But look, it's very for me very hard to justify to a client to sit in front of a client and say you should pay more for other software when you know perhaps it's a bit more benefit for the firm, not for the client. Because I don't think the client knows the difference, David. No, they probably don't. Uh, you just need to train them up in something, and this is a reasonable product to offer some clients. Um, and it's and uh, something. Clients are pretty bad at data entry, even in Excel, David. So I don't think the uh, the, the color or flavor of the software changes some of the interesting bookkeeping practices of clients. We're doing three shows with Intuit, Paul. The next one's a monster one on um, Intuit, a huge backer of women in finance and women in accounting. We've got a big show with Shay Thire and Kylie Parker and a whole range of other people, a big, huge panel discussion on what's happening in accounting in respects to how we treat women, female workers and opportunities for everyone at an even rate. Very happy to be working with Intuit, but for right. now... Let's get back to the show. Bang. David, give us the intro for... West on ground. <laughs> We've still got it. Uh, <laughs> slowly. Uh, what What are we doing? I've lost my sheet. Right. Oh, I'm going first. Go, mate. Because this is hilarious. As as I, uh, you know, celebrate our award-winning efforts to change GPS, Aaron Griffith from the New York Times posts on Twitter a... I don't know, picture from a magazine. I'm just going to read it word for word. In 2001, following the accounting scandals at Enron and other companies, a publication called CFO Magazine quietly abandoned its annual excellence awards because winners from each of the previous three years had gone to prison. Sometimes, Paul, the wrong person wins. I think that's exactly right. Uh... We've seen some. Uh, we've seen some some people in the accounting space, uh, well celebrated, who ended up uh, out the back door, so to speak, financially. Um, I don't think it's surprising. But Second, that that? Is, that's a pretty good strike rate. I tell you what, if you're excellence award winner, if you could manage to pick three in a row, that's yeah, Melbourne Cup selecting. And you know, I'd be I'd be putting a bet on. Not that I'm a betting man. It's Maccabi Diva esque. That's pretty good. 
that is uh, that is good. Uh, my worst on ground of trying to which which one to go first. Uh, it, it, there's a bit, I, I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to mention this person's oh, name. No, no, no. Huh? Sorry, you got an order. I'm looking at your sheet. You got an order. One, two, three, four. Why? Why yeah, do you have to first? When's going on? I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking of how to phrase this because I'm the, the the link will be in the show notes. I'm going to mention not mention this person's name because I have been accused of of uh, uh, over uh, analyzing this person's posts. But seriously, to still on LinkedIn be be posting a blog that that was written. Just reposting on LinkedIn where nobody comments, not without any other interaction, just cold posting a five-year-old blog, lecturing to accounting firms about needing to print a glossy brochure in order to um, increase your professional prices and look good in front of clients in this digital age is just is just ludicrous. Like it's almost with, without a sense of irony, just just throwing content against a wall, no matter how old it is, no matter how relevant, with no context. It, it, it's just like it's, I don't know, it, to me, it is just really you know bad why, form. You know why this person will lose out, Paul? Because great content wins. The firms and the companies and the agencies and the accountants and the tech, or who I don't care who it is, whoever comes up with something that's insightful and relevant wins. And if you keep putting junk out there, you're just not going to win. It's that simple. The okay. user decides. Sophisticated buying market. Would you post a five-year? I mean, you're talking about not doing a marketing plan three weeks out. This person, yeah. without any sense of irony, I mean, them or their automated bot, just sends out a five-year-old blog. Like, imagine if you'd written up, I don't know, who knows? The whole world's. Even accountants have changed, and accountants are being right. told well, that we can't change so at five all. Years anyway. ago, five years ago, I founded the Virtual CFO Association, which is still going well, and is this it's this really nice little niche, sort of leveled out now. It's this niche of ex-commercial guys. But I don't talk about it that much anymore because it's not the big new. It, it launched, it did its thing, it captured who it needed to capture. Now it's it's just running. It's just its thing now. No, nah, so I wouldn't talk about what I spoke about five years ago. Are you? No. Right, so you still don't say compliance isn't dead to anyone? Ah, how's that for it? You know what? Queen's Gambit. I consist- that was outstanding, David. <laughs> Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's hilarious. Uh, right. Um, oh, you, you've done yours. I've, uh, I'm going to go again. Just can, can we please stop LinkedIn posts, uh, polls? Oh, no. Seriously. Like, number one, stop, stop just posting. Well, LinkedIn polls in general, LinkedIn polls that are just deliberately trying to like get people to to click on something you write, it is just like seriously. If people won't engage, don't anyway, don't overdo it. Just stop. The LinkedIn algorithm certainly favours the poll though, and that's why people keep doing it. So it works. <sighs> it's sad, David. It's sad what we've become. What, else? what do you got Let's on go. uh, pricing? Right. Pricing. Uh-huh. You're up. Oh, individual tax return pricing. I don't want to beat up on this stuff. Uh, there's a link. Lance Rubin posted this on LinkedIn. Good friend of mine, Lance, trying to find some new ways we can work together again. He was on Airtasker trying to find. I don't know what he's trying to find. He's putting a bull in at the moment. Maybe like oh, was this. that Air, was that Airtasker? Okay, cool. That's Airtasker, and he sees all these ads on Airtasker. One of them's accounting services. 
Tax is not a scary word from $35. Tax return experts, experts, maximize your refund from $69. Individual and non-individual tax returns from $99 with the big CPA registered tax agent and ASIC logos on it, $99. You know going to kill the accounting industry, Paul? Accountants charging these insane prices. You cannot make money on that even if you offshore. There's no way you're doing the best thing for the client if you're charging that little R again. Uh, stop doing it. You're very valuable. You're probably better than this. Have some confidence and price better. Uh, as uh, uh, having done and uh, written, spoken a lot about pricing, uh, kudos to them for putting the word from. Uh, oh, you know, I think that's that's true. it's a low yeah. base, but you're not yeah. you're not committing. You, you're allowing for a a value pricing discussion there. David worked in the concept of value pricing. Well, it's a long way up, uh, starting at thirty five bucks. Not yes, I don't didn't say it was brilliant. I just said <laughs> at least there was the word from. Um, I, I, I don't know. See, I I don't know how uh, most accounts I've heard of have uh, you know just been ridiculously busy. I don't know why you'd go and try to. Just make yourself even busy, busier for uh, for a couple of cents. I don't you know. know. Well, it's a hard line. I just think there's some agents out there who are much better service working for somebody else rather than running their own practices. Some. It's not easy. It's, it's, but it's not. It's tough. not. It's not easy. Those who. Yep. It's it's very hard. Uh, what what is it? What uh, the skills that get you to the top of doing it aren't necessarily the ones that teach you how to run. The business, even if you're an accountant, uh, and do the selling. That's that's, that's hard. Selling and pricing. We can do, we can do, we can do shows semi regularly when we've got some good stuff. We're going to do them. Um, I think we've got another trenches summit coming sometime next year. Oh, come no, on! Let's go the physio. It'll be the physio in 22 minutes. Oh, isn't like everything yeah. 10 minutes away up in your yeah? How good's that? I'm still going to get there on time from the city at four o'clock. See, with my new scooter, I can still get home. Uh, no, that's it, mate. <laughs> that's it. All good. Um, when's the next? When's the next? Uh, you know more than I do about this. Next face-to-face accounting thing. Uh, SMSF summits. The SMSF Association has something at the end of January, early February on the Gold Coast. Uh, BGL Roadshow is starting in February. I'm emceeing that. I cannot wait to hit the show with Ron and Daniel and Adriana and Pablo and all the great team down at BGL. And if I was a betting man, I would put money on a zero roadshow. Not much. Okay. But I would. I, would uh, I think the world's trending the right way. It'd need to be locally. You presume that the uh, it might be staffed by local staff and the keynotes may be zoomed in. I don't know. Which to me would work because it's about the people getting together. Mm. Anyway, let's see. You better go. Uh, Listeners, thank you again uh, for uh, indulging us. Feel free to reach out on all our channels, LinkedIn or Twitter for me. Uh, apart from that, enjoy the uh, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the recreation, play some golf, and uh, enjoy uh, the, the sun's looking good for you, David. Yes, uh, it is. I slip, slop, slap on a hat as often as I can, but life's good up here, mate. Oh, well, enjoy, mate. Enjoy. Thanks, My Noel. birthday weekend last week, we went down to the Gold Coast for the weekend and uh, uh, disappointingly, my wife beat me in Daytona. So I spent <laughs> three hours playing Daytona for my birthday. Great birthday. Where was Ellie? 
Oh, that uh, the in-laws came through with the greatest oh, birthday present of all. I love my kids. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. Time away is is great. Uh, all right. Well done. See you, mate. See you, everyone. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at PaulMeissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the trenches.